Bidzy Small Business Society number 180. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Beresoff. We talk to entrepreneurs and small business owners about what it takes to succeed as a small business owner. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Hey guys, quick message to let you know I've teamed up with Audible and I wanted to give you the opportunity to try their platform free for 30 days. And along with that 30-day free trial is a free audiobook download from a library of over 180,000 titles. I recently listened to Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Workweek and you'll find other audiobooks from great entrepreneurs like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Robert Kiyosaki, as well as tons of other nonfiction and fiction authors. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy, B-I-D-S-Y. Try it free for 30 days. There's no obligation. You've got nothing to lose and a free audiobook download to gain. That's at audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today, I am talking to Nathan Chan. Nathan is the publisher at Founder Magazine, which is the preeminent resource that entrepreneurs choose to learn how to build and grow a successful business. And we aren't talking about the tired, unrelatable business advice you'll find in other magazines. Among other great content, Nathan has interviewed some of the most successful entrepreneurs in today's dynamic business landscape, like Gary Vee, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Seth Godin, Barbara Corcoran, and Richard Branson. And that's just the name a select few of my faves. You can get the Branson interview for free at foundermag.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-R-M-A-G.com. Excited and humbled to have him with me today. Big welcome, Nathan Chan. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today? Thank you so much for having me, Rob, and uh, thank you so much for the kind introduction. You make me sound really awesome, dude. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, you uh, just leave some low-hanging fruit for me there, man. Awesome. Too easy. So um, I started the magazine uh, March 2013, so three and a half years ago, while I was working my day job, just as a passion project, didn't know it would become this uh, media company that we're trying to build and uh, you know, have a lot of people in the team working on all sorts of different things and, and our content would be consumed by millions of people. Um, so when I first started, it was really just humble beginnings. This is my first business. I uh, didn't know anything about apps, design, publishing, you name it, and just kind of um, fell into it. And what we're working on right now was something that's really exciting is for the past three and a half years, we've got, you know, 45 back issues that we've produced. We're a monthly publication on the digital space. And uh, we're actually going to do a little foray into print. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going – it's a really exciting project. We're crowdfunding this project and we're going to get the best 
of Founder Magazine content, um, interviews, we've, we've chunked it down into sections on like, you know, how to build a team, how to start, how to validate your idea, how to grow, marketing advice, you name it, funding advice, how to raise capital. And this is, this is you know, bits and pieces and all the, you know, the best gold from thousands upon thousands of hours worth of content that we've put out. And we're compiling it into this beautifully designed hybrid kind of coffee table book. So that's something that we're working on that I'm really excited about. Awesome. Yeah, we'll be sure to link that up for everybody to um, to help out with that project. So I want you to take us back, Nathan, to 2013. What was happening around you when you decided to launch Founder, to leave your job and launch Founder to create the Founder brand and help entrepreneurs around the entire world? Um, well, look, with full transparency, Rob, uh, I actually didn't leave my job until early 2014. So I started the magazine and ran it for a good part of a year while I was working my day job. So what made me start it was um, a a few reasons. One, um, uh, you know, selfish, selfishly, I was just sick and tired of doing work that I absolutely, utterly hated. And I was searching for something more. I always knew that I could do so much more, and I felt so trapped in my nine to five job. And um, you know, this wasn't a job that I enjoyed whatsoever, and it was really just a means to an end. I was working in IT support at a travel company. Loved it. Loved the company. Loved the culture. But unfortunately, um, the work was just really depressing, really degrading kind of stuff. Um, you know, I was in charge of, you know, resetting people's passwords or, you know, a new person was starting at the company. I had to set up their computer and, you know, connect up the mouse, connect up the keyboard. Like it was just – it was terrible. Pretty uninspiring and, stuff, I guess. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was terrible. And, you know, um, I know I'm not the, you know – I don't think I'm a genius by any means, but I'm, I think I'm, you know, uh, uh, for, for the most part, a reasonably sharp person. So you could imagine um, me walking around and everyone thinking I was an idiot um, and not very smart and doing this crappy work. But deep down, I knew that I could do so much more. And um, yeah, that's where I was at. So, you know, even before I launched the magazine, I went back to uni, did a master's in marketing. And um, long story short, I just got so frustrated and uh, an opportunity um, came around to um, – I, I, saw, I, I saw in the marketplace that there was an opportunity to publish a digital magazine in the space targeting aspiring and novice stage entrepreneurs. And um, I just kind of took that leap. And uh, the way I did it was I purchased this off-the-shelf publishing software that allowed us to create the app and manage it. It cost me two grand on my credit card, had no money at the time. Um, just used to live off the back of my credit cards. And I um, you know, spent that two grand to start the magazine. And uh, pretty much, yeah, we launched the first issue March 5th, 2013, bought the software to create it. Uh, when was that? 2012, mid-2012. And uh, the rest is kind of history. Awesome, man. Great story. Yeah, great entrepreneurial journey there. Now, I've heard you talk about the MVP in some of your content, getting that minimum viable product out. So did you sort of have that in mind, running those tests and getting that MVP out while you were sort of um, – getting out of the nine to five and into doing founder full time? Yeah. So I think 
you know, with full transparency, Rob, I didn't even know what the lean startup was when I launched. When I launched, I just did what felt natural to me. And it's kind of embarrassing thinking back. Like, you know, like <laughs> when people launch, like we're doing this big launch for this Kickstarter project. You know, now we've got a million plus on on social, especially Instagram. We've got an email database in the hundreds of thousands. You know, we've got all these things ready to go, building up to it. When I launched the magazine, dude, it literally, we had no social presence. Even for, even for the first year while I was working on the magazine in my day job, no one ever asked me to do interviews. Um, we had no social presence. We didn't even have a nice looking website. It was just a basic landing page. And yeah, look, I just, what felt natural to me was, okay, I'm going to treat this as a project. I don't even know if it's a business. This is just a side hustle, passion project. Let's see how it goes. And I said to myself, I'd give it a good hard crack for one year while I, like in, and and just see how it goes and if it starts to take off then i know i'm onto something and after a few months i could see just from from just from the from the magazine that there was interest that i was onto something Awesome, man. Yeah, I love it. And you Aussies, you're just so humble in your success. I love your storytelling, man. Love it. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Yeah, you bet. Now, you are enjoying success, but it likely wasn't always that way, Nathan. Tell us about your biggest challenge in business or otherwise, but what really sticks out in your mind is your biggest challenge. And we're looking for some of the actionable steps that you took to really embrace and overcome that challenge. Yeah, sure thing. So, um, one thing that was uh, that always stands out to me and will always uh, sit with me was uh, when I was sued for trademark infringement by one of the biggest business uh, magazines in the states. I can't say who it was, but um, pretty much um, that was a pretty traumatizing time. Um, starting your first ever business and in the first three months being served. Um, you know, getting a FedEx package in the mail, um, saying you have to appear in in court in um, somewhere in America. Oh and, wow! Uh, that was really intimidating. Um, so the magazine actually wasn't even called Founder when I first started. In fact, the lesson of that story was, you know, when you think you're at the lowest point in like in the world and in your life, like being sued, people could try and take your money. It's just like a terrible feeling. Um, that ended up being a massive, massive, massive blessing, Rob, because if it wasn't for that lawsuit, we wouldn't have this epic brand that we're trying to build now with Founder. Even the name, like the name Founder is quite strong. You know, we only recently purchased the domain founder.com. And uh, yeah, there's a been premium a lot of stuff. in the marketplace, I would guess, as far as domains go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, but it's it's founder without an e, so it's a brand. It's still right. a branded term, but yeah, still like you know that was that was not a cheap um, exercise to get that domain. <laughs> That's a whole other story. But uh, yeah, so like it was it was a massive blessing in disguise. So the actions that I took was I found people that had been sued. Um, so I was lucky enough to have a couple of mentors that had been sued before, especially for actual trademark for infringement, and I worked through it. And um, I think the action steps I took was found people that could help me, found people that have failed that with something that I'd failed in or in a, a, some sort of, um, I guess, 
you know, roadblock that, that, that someone has experienced similar to me and I got them to help me um, work through it. And, you know, understanding that the process, sometimes it ends up being a blessing and that's what, what it was for us. You know, sometimes you can come off even better and that it might not feel that way at the time, but it more often than not does. Big takeaway, man. Surround yourself with mentors and that powerful team. Absolutely. Now, talk about your rewards. Why is it so great to be Nathan Chan? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to brag, man. Um, but, <laughs> Again, that humility, right? <laughs> you know, it's so much fun, dude. Like, you know, um, yeah, I wake up um, pretty early. Yeah, sometimes I'm running off in little to no sleep. But the reason that is because I'm obsessed with what I do because it's so much fun. Like I wake up every day and I feel whole. Like I just know what needs to be done. I can walk into now, you know, we have an office now at Founder and it's just it's just amazing to to sometimes step outside of it all and, and see, okay, well, look, this was an idea that was conceived in my mind and, you know, it's turned into this thing and it's, you know, um, it, it's changing the lives of hundreds of thousands of, of people and, um, you know, millions of people every month are impacted by this thing that was in my mind. And if it wasn't for me, none of this would exist. Um, that's quite a, quite a powerful privilege to have. Um, and then also just, I guess the freedom to, um, kind of do what I like. Um, yes, you know, I have commitments to our customers. Yes, we have at founder, we have commitments to our community, but, for the most part, um, having a digital business, you can let technology do a lot of the work for you. So if I wanted literally tomorrow, Rob, and not saying I will, but if I wanted to go to Bali for the weekend with some friends, you know, seven-hour flight, or if I wanted to go to Europe tomorrow, I could. It's not that I couldn't afford it. It's not that I couldn't have, you know, the time to do it. I definitely have the time. Um, and it's just a, an amazing sense of freedom and an amazing sense of wholeness and purposeness where what I'm doing is what I was born to do and there is no better feeling out there just just you know operating the way I operate now it's it's the best ever man great great narrative nathan the literal thousands of forks in the road if you you would have taken one of those or stuck to one you could still be resetting passwords man but here you are you are the founder <laughs> of founder magazine you're publishing founder magazine and you're creating a great beautiful brand man so great to be talking to you about this today now i want to take a bit of a shift here today now i recently saw an email about this from you recently and I want you to tell us, how do you get your cover interviews? How do you connect with everyone we talked about in the intro? You know, the Richard Bransons, the Gary V's, the Tim Ferris's, not to mention the A-listers on your podcast, man. How do you do it? Yeah, so a few things. One, um, we actually wrote an in-depth blog post that details our exact process on how we do it. And I'm, I'm going to share some of it right now. But yes. you can go to foundermag, F-O-U-N-D-R-M-A-G.com forward slash get interviews. And you'll be able to just see that um, in-depth blog post. And there's a few things. I'll, I'll try and break it down as much as I can, but people can reference that, um, that blog post if needed. So the first thing is um, – Having a magazine um, is, is just really tremendously powerful for influence. And I didn't even know this before I started. I didn't even know this um, even after we started. It was only after a little while that I worked out, you know, how powerful this tool can be and this medium. 
And it's sometimes still to this day something that a lot of people don't understand or know. Um, so, yeah, when you have a magazine, it's really powerful. People take you a lot more seriously. And um, that's what we've used to our advantage in terms of leverage to try and get in touch with all these hard-to-reach people. And then another thing we've done is we've slowly but surely built up our audience um, to make it a fair value exchange. And um, that's what it comes down to. It's just like any good partnership. What's a great mutually beneficial exchange in value? And a lot of the time, you know, we get these value exchanges occurring when, you know, Gary Vee is launching a book, when Tim Ferriss is launching a book, when or he's watching something. So a lot of the time, these big time, hard to reach founders are looking for something. Like right now, um, Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, she just launched a book. Um, I haven't even, I, I just saw that it was coming out. I haven't even got in touch with anyone yet, but you know, there's a good opportunity for us to interview her, feature on the front cover of the magazine because she has slots for media. She's looking for media. She's, it's a good fit. She's one of the, you know, youngest yeah, female billionaires out there. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how we do it. And, you know, we always look for the gatekeeper. I think that's really key too. heavy on follow up. We don't, we don't let go. And, and, you know, if someone says come back to us in six months, we come back and we're just really relentless on follow up, dude. Um, I think that's incredibly important. Uh, if you, if you don't follow up, you know, you, you don't, you know, every, every no gets you closer to a yes. So we constantly follow up and also we, we find the gatekeepers. These are the people that, um, do all the filtering because all these hard to reach people, the Gary V's and stuff, they have so many people contacting them want their time. Now, the best way to get their time is to choose the right time to approach them, choose the right person to approach and just make it an absolute no-brainer. So for now, you know, um, we got a we got a big win. We got a quick win, a big win when we interviewed Richard Branson for the front cover of Founder for issue number eight, and that kind of helped us in terms of social proof. And then from there, it's kind of been um, much easier. But now, you know, and, and along the way, I've also built up our audience. So it is a slow process. It does take time to build up an audience to to add to that, you know, benefit stacking or value stacking to make it a no-brainer. But, you know, if we go to Sarah Blakely, for example, right now, we're going to say, this is what we can do for you. We can post uh, about your book on our Instagram of close to a million. We have we have one of the largest business-related Instagram accounts, larger than Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Inc., etc. We can also feature on the front cover of our magazine, uh, which has 20,000 monthly readers. And uh, we can also post that front cover on our Instagram. We can also record a podcast interview with you, which we will repurpose for the front cover of the magazine, a blog post on the site, and that podcast will go out to 100,000 monthly listeners. Then also, we will mail it out to our database of coming close to 300,000 people. And uh, we can also syndicate this on our Huffington Post column and also um, create content on our entrepreneur com column as well so you don't even just get in the founder publication you get in three other publications as well all totaling a reach of at least you know one to two million no brainer right
Yeah, that is an absolute no-brainer, man. Powerful stuff and just, you know, just a note on networking. And, you know, I want to just go back and talk more on the follow-up. I think I heard Mark Cuban say at one point that he will not even uh, entertain a conversation with anyone who's emailed him less than five times. So you got to be relentless, right? Yeah, 100%. And there's a little tool that you can use because I know sometimes, you know, fear kicks in. And you don't want to be that annoying loser that's constantly hassling someone <laughs> and desperate. So you can automate this. There's a tool that you can use called Rebump, rebump.cc. Fantastic tool. Um, you can set up automated templates. So you can set up as many as you want. And Rebump constantly scans your inbox to see if you get a reply from that person. And if you don't get a reply, it sends out a templated email in whatever, in how many days you want to allocate. So we have a rebump. Um, it's just a Gmail plugin. It's like 90 bucks a year. Everyone on our team has it. And if they want to send someone to something they think they might not reply, you just tick rebump and then they send the email. If that person doesn't reply, they get an email in five days. If that person doesn't reply, they get an email in 10 and, you know, they get at least six um, all following up. And then, you know, the last one's obviously, look, I'm just going to try one last time and see how you go. Um, another thing you should try and do also is get on the phone. Email can be difficult. Um, you really, really want to get that cut through. Um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes email can be difficult. Speaking to someone on the phone is so much more real, um, than on email. So it's something else to think about as well. Awesome. Yeah. Rebump.cc. We'll be sure to link that up in your show notes page. Nathan, I just want to say thank you, man. I asked that question more for my own self-serving need and you fulfilled it, man. Thanks so much. <laughs> You're welcome, dude. Yep. Now I'm going to shift a bit again. So what, in your opinion, will be the dominant social media platform in 12 to 24 months and why? Mm. It'd be a combination of, I think, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. Um, I I think more than ever as well, uh, live video is big as well. So, you know, do you consider YouTube a dominant platform? They're, they're all becoming, you know, intertwining and, and, and in, in essence, more becoming like each other more than ever. Like you look at you look at Instagram, now they're doing live. I think it's a combination between those three and each three has its own specific purposes and reasons. Facebook... I don't really care about the size of our Facebook page that much. I know that the relevancy of it, it is coming back fueled by video. Um, but I think, you know, Facebook more than ever, it's all about paid traffic. If you like, if you want to run a fast growth company, you need to have a PPC, either dedicated PPC person or at least an agency that is just, you know, you're just dumping money in, into PPC, just getting a solid return. Um, that's, you know, that's where I th see Facebook still to be in the next 12 to 24 months. I think people need to start finding more leverage with their content. So one podcast interview sh could actually be a video interview that's live streamed, that's put on YouTube, that's put on the podcast, that's created as blog posts, that's live streamed, that's cut up, um, put on Facebook, like because the videos get so much shares. So video is just going to become even more powerful. And I think um, that's, you know, that fuels YouTube as well. You know, that's another low hanging fruit. I see a lot of YouTubers rising to fame. And I think there's something about video that, that, um, just removes any element of non-trust. So the more and more you can do video stuff, the better in terms of sales and rapport and trust building and, 
and brand building. I think that's something we're going to double down on in the next 12 to 20. Um, for Instagram, you know, that that platform, that's our favorite platform. Relevancy is just even going to get higher. Um, Facebook and Instagram, nowhere near as intimate as Snapchat. There's something very special about Snapchat. We haven't personally cracked the code at Founder. To be honest, we tried focusing on for a little bit, but we we're doing too much. More, a little bit of a resourcing problem as well, and we just lost focus. You know, we get at one point we we're getting about close to 2,000 views per story, which isn't much. Um, I know, like, if you, I consider decent if you're getting 20 to 30,000 views per story. Like, we get 50,000, you know, 40, 50,000 per story on our Instagram. That's kind of what you'd want on Snapchat to make it decent, I think. Like, to, to make it powerful, like, really, really, like, that's, you know, a crushing platform. So, yeah, I think we can do a better job. Um, but I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. And it, that's great stuff. And I think we can do a better job too. We've been exploring different ways to repurpose this content. And I think you gave us some good actionable stuff there. Love it, man. Now, uh, I'm going to shift again. Uh, I'm going to ask you, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Great question. I hate to lose um, both. Like I, 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 I the scales are balanced, um, but yeah, I hate losing. Um, you know, we, 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 you know, the past um, three, four months, we haven't had as many wins as we would like, to be honest. And I've been hating it so much; it's just um, really, really frustrating. But then, you know, when I look back on my journal recently, I, I can see that you know, before you know, things really took off with Founder, and we're starting to get some good traction. I was having a lot of losses, so I think. You know, it's going to come. It's, 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 we're going to be able to take the brand to the next level because of the losses that we've had um, in the past three or four months. Yeah, those losses just represent great opportunities for you to improve and get on the winning side, right? Yeah, most definitely. For sure, man. Now, give us something actionable. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? Um, spend time with my girlfriend, spend time with my family, spend time with friends, or I really like TV series like uh, Netflix, enjoyed um, Luke Cage, um, new new episodes of Walking Dead are out every week. They're, they're just good things to look forward to. Yep, just nice to shut off the mind and uh, just bury yourself in that stuff, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Nathan, boil this thing down for us. What is the one piece of advice you want to leave with our listeners about doing what you did and doing what you do just – Rolling up your sleeves, embracing the hustle, and succeeding as an entrepreneur. Um, I think if it was just one thing that I think it's everything, is it has to be an obsession. If it's not, you're not going to make it. Um, it just depends what kind of outcome you want, right? But if you want to build something – of massive impact and worth. If you always want to build a lifestyle business where, you know, you can travel around the world, I think, you know, you can do that. But if you want to build something of, of true worth, um, of true value that impacts the lives of, you know, tens of millions of people, even millions of people, even hundreds of thousands of people, um, it has to be an obsession. Now, it, it doesn't have to, that doesn't mean it has to be unhealthy, but you just have to love it so much that, Everywhere you're going, even if you're driving the car, you're thinking about it. And, um, you know, it's an obsession because you love it so much and it's what you were born to do. And I just encourage people to try and find that because when you do and, um, 
you know, it's 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 just an amazing uh, thing to experience, and um, you you can't be stopped. Um, you just literally can't be stopped. Awesome. It has to be an obsession. Listen to what Nathan Chan has to say. Now, Nathan, I understand that uh, we were talking about your Kickstarter campaign around the book launch. I believe that goes live today on November 16th. But can you tell us a little bit more about that and how the Small Business Society can help? Yeah, sure thing. Thanks so much, Rob. Um, so pretty much, if you would, if you don't want to search and trawl through the past thousands of hours worth of content that we've produced in the past three and a half years, uh, we've put it together in a beautifully designed coffee table book uh, with insights and advice from you know some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation. Um, pretty much, uh, you named a lot of them there, Rob, and there's so many more. Um, you can just go to foundermag, F-O-U-N-D-R-M-A-G.com forward slash book, and that will uh, redirect you to the Kickstarter uh, landing page. And uh, by all means, check it out. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd love your support. Awesome. We'll be sure to link it up in your show notes, Nathan. Humbled to have you on the show, man. Thank you so much for taking the time today to join us on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Thank you so much, Rob. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. Looking for more great audio content? Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy for a free audiobook download and access to a library of over 180,000 titles. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today. 